I'm Karen Cash and CEO of Tech Alpharetta. Welcome to Tech Alpharetta's podcast series, Driving Innovation. And today's theme for today's episode is on transformative leadership. And I have here with me today, Jennifer Sparks, co-founder of Tech Alpharetta startup, Vac Mobile. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I regard you and Vac Mobile as more than just a, trans a transformative leader in a transformative company. I look at you and what you're doing more as disruption. That, technology disruption. So tell us what you're working on. Tell us what Back Mobile does. Well, I am so honored that you actually see it as disruption because it is. That is what we're doing. Vac Mobile is enabling everybody to obtain, store, and transmit their vaccination records and their COVID-19 health status records, meaning testing or other types of uh, records related to COVID, all from your smartphone with just a few clicks. And that is going to be a huge market disruption. Absolutely. I mean, that's really going to be a game changer. It is because um, there are right now, and we hear it all the time, oh, you know, you can go to my chart and look at your vaccinations or what have you. But that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about certified records, the kind of records that you need in order to enroll your child for school or to obtain or maintain employment. So when you go into your chart and you look at your vaccinations, yeah, you're looking at your vaccinations, but that's not in a form that is acceptable as a, as a certified record as, as is legally required for third parties to maintain compliance with law and for you to maintain compliance with the law. So this is a different type of, um, of record that we're talking about, a digital record um, that you can actually send from your phone and it will do the job for you. We, we believe that right now um, vaccination records are a lot like mobile uh, online banking in the very early stages. If you can imagine that you could only look at your bank accounts, but you couldn't do any online bill pay, that's really where vaccination records are right now. In that's terms a great of analogy to help people understand. Right. What, what you're doing. So we're talking about allowing people to have that digital medical currency and be able to actually essentially do what they need to do with that information so they can go ahead and perform very important activities in their lives that you need a vaccination record to complete. Right now, the problem is that vaccination records are predominantly accessed on paper and in person and it's typically through your healthcare provider. That's right, it's a completely unwieldy process today. That's right. And so talk to us a little bit, if you will, about what got you started down this road. I know that this, this has a great, um, a great aspect from the COVID and pandemic side of things, but this idea predated COVID, is that right? That's absolutely right. Um, so we moved across the country and when we moved across the country, uh, once we arrived here in Georgia, I thought we had everything we needed. According to the website, I walked into the, the school with uh, our, our utility records, our, our rent uh, contract, everything like that, and, right. and, and our vaccination records. And I learned quickly that no, there was a specific form we needed in order to enroll kids in school. 
and we didn't have it. And um, that required, because we didn't already, we had just literally closed on the house and school started a week later. Uh, we didn't we didn't have what we needed. And in order to get that, we would have had to have an established relationship with a primary care provider, which we didn't have yet. Oh, in the state of Georgia, right? right? Exactly. And so, um, so we had to go to a public health office and the process actually took the entire day. The entire the day? The entire day. And it was one of those situations where you take a ticket and you wait. And if you're not there when they call your name, they move on to the next person. So eight hours of waiting and making sure somebody was holding that ticket if somebody else had to run to the That's restroom. That's painful. And, and you had to go through that in order to get what? In order to enroll the kids in school. So I needed that, I needed that form that needed to be done. And, um, and at that point, I, I really started to question how this could be so, so difficult. But that was just the beginning. Um, the straw that really broke the camel's back, so that was for my three children. Uh, we then wanted to bring my stepson over as well, and he um, is, was finishing up a degree at uh, Kennesaw in cybersecurity. And um, the same thing, so needed those vaccination records, and except this time, uh, we were having trouble locating the vac our, his vaccination records. And so, from the state that you had moved from. Correct. And so um, we literally, we moved from New Mexico to Georgia. Uh, we were not able to get those records in a timely fashion for his start date. Uh, and so it resulted in my husband having to get in the car and drive all the way back to New Mexico and do the same thing I had done here, go into a Bureau of Vital Statistics office to get his vaccination records. Which is just completely ridiculous all in the this way day and age. Yeah. And that was when I realized that this was not even a 20th century solution. This was a 19th century <laughs> solution that we had gone through. You have to physically oh, yeah. go and retrieve something right. and come back. But that really was the straw that broke the camel's back. And that was the moment when I said, this cannot be. It, there must be a different way. There must be a better way. And then the whole process started. We started researching what we could do, how this could work. And that was when the real... Uh, uh, revelation happened that we were not properly leveraging some infrastructure that's been in place since the mid-1990s, and that is the state immunization registries. And that was when we became aware that such a thing even existed. Yeah, I was going to say most people, myself included, wouldn't have known that such a thing exists. That's right. But the, actually, the law is that every time you go to the doctor, the doctor, ha by law, within 24 hours, is supposed to report that immunization to the state immunization registry in the state where you're living. So every single shot that gets given to anybody, babies all the way to senior citizens, is recorded within a state immunization registry. And it's for a good reason. Uh, it's, it's both the control uh, any kind of side effects, you know, uh, safety, right. as well as supply and demand, right? We, sure. have to, we have to be able to control supply and demand. So, um, so there's that information. It's just sitting there, but it's always been provider-facing. It hasn't been consumer-facing. And okay. so this is the big disruption because uh, the issue is right now, if you're a doctor in Georgia, you can't go and look into the New Mexico Immunization Registry. There's issues of interoperability, and okay. that's what we are going to tackle. That's what we're solving. This is a legacy problem, but once this is solved, you will no longer have the problem that when you move from state to state, nobody can possibly track what your vaccination uh, records history is, you or anybody else. Um, I mean, you can, but you have to go back to each one 
individually, and that is what is so cumbersome. Yeah, and so does every state have a state immunization register? Every state does, and a matter of fact, there also are some places like New York City has its own registry within the state of New York. Okay. Same thing with San Diego um, and others. There's also um, certain uh, tribal um, uh, mm-hmm. jurisdictions as well. So it just, um, there's some territories, right? Puerto Rico has their own immunization registry, et cetera. So there's 65 in all immunization registries for the United okay. States and the territories. And so your goal is to get all of them to agree to make the information certified records available through the smartphone app that BackMobile is developing. That's correct. But, okay. But it's not just our goal. Actually, the CDC has the same goal, and oh, they perfect. have a project called the Immunization Gateway. Okay. Um, so a lot of market validation there. 38 states have already signed on. Okay, So, so this isn't a new idea. Right. Um, it's just that uh, a lot of times private industry has to come in um, because we can do things a little bit more nimbly. Right. Um, and that's that's where we're, we're, we're coming into yeah. the picture. Yeah, well, and I'm sure it's daunting from a red tape standpoint as well, um, getting the, you know, going about getting permissions from every state to participate in something like this. And I imagine that could have dissuaded a lot of a lot of organizations were even considering doing it this. It definitely was a, a barrier to entry, um, I think, historically. But we're in the middle of a sea change event, a 100-year event. Right. And um, and as I said, it was already on the roadmap, uh, product roadmap. Um, so it's not, it's just now we're in the middle of an event that is actually making um, uh, states all across the country take note and realize that, you know, for example, if you started with distance learning, and families um, have all across the country avoided healthcare settings for fear of catching COVID. That's right. Uh, so you've now got a situation where you have many, many families that have not taken their children for their routine checkups. Therefore, they're behind on their immunizations. And uh, therefore, those school districts are out of compliance because those families have not met the um, normal vaccination records uh, right. compliance that right. they're supposed to provide. And then, therefore, the districts are out of compliance. And so... This is a problem that we're gonna we're gonna help everybody solve. Uh, that's just phenomenal. And so ultimately, the app will also uh, be able to provide proof of uh, COVID testing results, COVID vaccinations. That's right. Absolutely, it will it will track every single vaccine, including the COVID vaccine. Um, and the key here is. We know that it's going to take a while for that COVID vaccine to be uh, readily accessible for right. the entire population. So in the meantime, there's still going to be a lot of need for testing. That's not going to stop. And so that's why we see it um, really as critical right now that people be able to not only show that they uh, have received a vaccination, because there's only going to be a limited number of people that are going to be able to have access to that. Sure. But many people are going to need to continue to show that they are COVID-free, that they have a test uh, record that proves that they are COVID-free. And we're talking about uh, being able to resume face-to-face business. Absolutely. It'll really act as an admissions ticket for activities, work, school, everything, right? That's right. That's right. And a unique feature of uh, the VAC mobile app is that in addition to being able to digitally send this record wherever it needs to go, you can also have on-demand proof with a QR code. 
So right. that's where we envision a world where everybody in the future is just swiping their phones all the time to obtain entrance into a congregant setting. That, that is so exciting. So tell me, how soon do you get to the minimum viable product? You guys must be racing against the clock with the, the vaccinations we are. on the horizon next year. End of fourth quarter. End of fourth quarter, so in just a month's time, um, we will have our, our MVP and we will be beta testing in Q1 of 2021. So we're right on track for, I think, where we need to be uh, with what's happening in the world. Ah, that's so exciting. So. Um, do you have a background as an entrepreneur? Is this your your first startup? It is my first transition. It is my first startup, and I don't have a background as an entrepreneur. But I, I w when you shared with me um, your thoughts about what we might be talking about today, I, I did some research about this idea of had I ever thought of being an entrepreneur before, and I stumbled across a really great quote from Sir Richard Branson, and he said that, and I'm paraphrasing. Um, but he said that entrepreneurs are really just solving problems, and what that boils down to is listening. That in order to solve problems, you have to be able to listen. Yes. And I think that I have been listening to a lot of discussions about problems and being part of um, teams of people that have worked to solve problems throughout my career. Um, and, and this was a problem that I immediately recognized uh, we needed to solve. And then the pandemic hit, and it became readily apparent that this wasn't just a nice-to-have. This was mission critical. This was going to be a game-changer for our country to be able to reopen safely. And yeah, that's, that's, no, no question. That's where we're at. Oh, that's great. How are you finding uh, the life of an entrepreneur? It's a little different than the corporate world, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, it's 24-7. It's it everything is. everybody says. You're around the clock. All you're doing is trying to do something for the business, working around the clock. And it's funny because, of course, we're all home because right. of COVID-19. Uh, both of my daughters are doing distance learning right now, and um, my son is home as well. He's um, 18. Uh, and, you know, they're watching me. They're having less access to me than they've ever had, even though I used to work outside of the home, and obviously they went to school outside of the house. Right. We're all in the house, but I am perpetually on Zooms with investors, with, uh, you know, the development team or with uh, other members of the VAC Mobile leadership team. Um, and it's it's just a round-the-clock event. And um, It is. I, I, I really had no idea how much being an entrepreneur would overtake your brain, but it does. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, have you had that moment, though, where you thought to yourself, well, yeah, it's a lot of hours, but it doesn't feel like work because what you're doing matters so much to you because you have such a passion for it? I have. Um, and we've had the good fortune. We are having um, a brainstorming session actually later this afternoon. Uh, with um, uh, uh, the director of the Emory Vaccine Center, Dr. Rafi Ahmed, as well as one of his colleagues, Dr. Walt Orenstein, and several others um, from the community that are have dedicated their lives to immunology right. and um, to solving big problems about interoperability issues. From you know, Dr. John Duke from Georgia Tech is joining us, and and so. These are people who are incredibly smart, much smarter than I am. <laughs> and they, they have dedicated their careers. And so it's in, 
very, very rewarding because they believe that this, this is a problem that we need to discuss, we need to solve, we need to figure out how we're going to overcome the barriers. And to hear it come from, from them, um, that is validation. And Completely. That, that allows me to keep, keep working and to never give up. And um, obviously, uh, as you all know, because you live this world every day, entrepreneurs are you know, working hard to bootstrap it, to raise the funds, to get through the seed round, um, to, to build the plane while you're going down the runway. And it's scary, um, but it's also exhilarating. It is. Alpharetta has been a joy. We loved it. Obviously, like everybody else, um, we're not going very many places right now right. Um, because of COVID. But um, but we we couldn't believe how much was here. That how little you really needed to travel uh, any great distance to get whatever your heart desired, whether it was entertainment or incredible dining. Um, uh, so true. Sports. Everything is here in the Atlanta metro. Well, thanks so much for being with us here today and, and sharing a little bit about what you're working on at Back Mobile. And congratulations on developing what's really going to be a game-changing technology, in my opinion. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you, Tech Alpharetta. You have been instrumental. Tech Alpharetta, I, I just can't encourage anybody who's listening to this or watching this, uh, join a tech incubator. Um, the lessons you'll learn, um, the connections you'll make, uh, it's invaluable. So thank you, Tech Alfreda. Thank you, Karen. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Thanks again. Mm -hmm.